It's Brian Preston, the money guy. Restoring order to your financial chaos. Retirement, investing, taxes. You've got financial questions, he's got financial answers. It's Brian Preston, the money guy. Welcome to the Money Guy Show. I'm your host, Brian Preston. And um, you guys probably noticed we're a week behind on schedule. And this happens, I, I promise you, I think this happens about every year at the exact same time when we have tax filing deadlines and just everything just seems to go to pieces around here because there's just so many moving parts of people trying to close out their tax year, getting investment information from us. Plus, I'm still crazy enough to do a few tax returns myself. It, it, it was a little stressful. Bo, were you a little stressed out? It, it was unbelievable. I, I tell everyone that kind of April 16th is almost like Christmas morning because I feel like for the last three months, all we do is sit around and wait for this day to get here. <laughs> I'm because pretty it's excited. The day after tax day. Yeah, tax I, I'm, I'm glad. You know, so it is April 16th, day after the taxes were due, and hence while we're doing our show, which is a week late, but this was going to be a fun one. And I actually have two other topics sitting in the hopper, and Bo and I made it an executive dis- decision before we started recording. We're going to keep this fun, just because uh, I don't know. I, day after tax season, it's kind of like you know you're the kid, and you know it's the last day of school before you go on summer vacation, and you, you hear that whole you know school's out song. You know, that's where I'm at. So I, I want to do something fun. And there's a great article. One of our clients actually brought this article to us. And it's from um, this month's Reader's Digest. It's from the May 2010 Reader's Digest. It has Michael J. Fox on the cover. And it's titled, The Cheapest People in America. And, um, Bo, who wrote this thing? I was trying to look at it. Her name's in here. It's, um... I'm putting you on the spot by asking that. But no, I still I, think... I read her name. It's in here a couple of times. It is a great piece because... Um, Anybody who's listening to this podcast, you probably have a little bit of tightwadness in your frugality. And um, reading this article, I actually chuckled out loud a little bit. And Bo, when I was in there reading, he goes, see, I was like, I had the same reaction. So it is, um, I think it's a pretty funny article. And it, and it talks about, it kind of starts off, and the author was very excited because her child, when making the, the grocery list, instead of writing down Rice Krispies, wrote down the word crisp. Rice. And we, we all know what crisp rice is. <laughs> it's the store brand of the, the cereal. And she said it warmed her heart and said, that's my boy. But what, Bo, how did you want to do this show? Because I was kind of looking at these examples. I, was, I figured we'd kind of go through them. Well, let's, tell, let, let's explain how this article is laid out. What it is, is the cheapest people in America. And essentially what it, is, what it is, is she has interviewed all these people all across the country. And it is the ways that they save money. Um, and some, I have to be honest, and I'll be curious to get Brian's thoughts. And some of them, I don't want to say are unethical, but you know, there's a fine line between being cheap and then just being a thief, essentially. Yeah. yeah. But um, I think probably the best way is just to kind of go through and sh- share all the examples and maybe touch on touch on them and kind of you know share your thoughts on them. It, it says that there's those who like to distinguish between the frugal who get a kick out of saving money, and the tightwads who die a thousand full-price deaths with each dollar spent. And I think probably all of us fall somewhere in between there. But let's start off with the first example. When she went around and started interviewing to find the cheapest people in America, the one, I, th- I think this is kind of on that unethical scale. It's one that you're never going to get caught on, but it's just a little out there. It says there's legions of people who keep an empty McDonald's coffee cup in the car. That way they can run in and get a refill anytime they spy a golden arch. That seems kind of gross to me a little bit too, because I've I've had fast food in my car, mm-hmm. you know, in the gla- and you pour the water out, you know, you take the drink because you don't want to have the water sitting there and the cup start to disintegrate, so you pour the water out. 
And I'm telling you, after about three or four days, and maybe it's the summer heat, the summer heat down here in Georgia, but it starts feeling it's gross. So I can't imagine keeping Uh, coffee. Coffee. I mean, we're talking about soda, you know, soda pop that we're putting in these things, and this is coffee. That's gross. Soda pop. Which part of the country are you from, bro? (laughs) (laughs) It's Coke around these parts. But by the way, before we go any further, I am so bad about you know giving us some some self plugs and so forth. If you want to go check out um, the website, go to money-guy.com. Also, you can write the show at Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at money-guy.com. And if this is your first show, please know it's going to be a little goofy today because, like I said, we're on this high coming the day off of tax season. Um, we do much heavier lifting, a lot more in-depth studying some topics, and I've got some really good ones on the tax code as well as car shopping that we're going to be doing in coming weeks, but we want to do a fun one. So if this is your first show, please enjoy our humor and our, our, our and each other enjoying you know our, our discussions, but this is not normal fodder for what we typically do. But let's go on to the next one. Um, I well, thought that... Go go ahead. But Before you hop there, one of the, the next paragraph in this article says that for penny pinchers, the line between thrift and thrift and thievery turns out to be as tangled as a yard sale yo-yo. And this made me think about think back to a show we did a few months ago on, on getting Bing cash back. Yeah. And then we even talked about haggling when you go to buy appliances and stuff. And we had a number of listeners write us, and if you're out there, I hope you're still listening to the show, who say, you know, guys, you when you haggle, when you go somewhere and you try to get the best price, um, you know, you're you're stealing retailers and business owners' livelihoods. No way. I don't know if I agree with that. No, I'm I'm a sportsman. That's what you know. <laughs> some people are good at shooting free throws, and you know, can hit a baseball or get invited to play on their church softball team. Not me. I can get the best deal out there. I can make my money last three to five percent more. I can I can get more three to five percent more out of, than I think most people can. And I think that's kind of what this article hit me. It really hit me to the roots because some of these things I've done. And, and that's why I want to kind of keep going and talking about it. Bo did mention that there is a line between the criminal and, and you know, what's gray. And one of them I thought was kind of weird was um, it says, for penny pinchers, the line between thrift and thievery that Bo's already kind of talked about. It says, for instance, I heard about one guy who gets into the movies this way. He strides in, holds out his glasses aloft, and announces, I found him in the car. Then he keeps on walking right into the movie. That, that's wrong. That's, that's dirty. Just, that's that's, just ste- straight that's up stealing. Wrong. That's stealing a movie It also mentions that earlier that people who go to like a pizza joint and pour out the red pepper into a napkin and take it home and then put it in their own red pepper dispenser. I think that's a little weird, too. Plus, it's kind of gross because, I mean, I, I, I get annoyed when I go on vacation and we put fruit and vegetables in a backpack and then it gets all squashed and leaks out. I can imagine red pepper all over your purse or, or whatever you're storing that in. It's so funny is the the guy the red pepper guy who did that, or the guy it was actually his father. And the son, you know, the one who told about his father, is actually an ethics professor at a university mm-hmm. and he uses that example. And what I thought was so funny that I, I do not think about often is that his father would put the red pepper in the napkin, but then he'd also take a handful of napkins. And, Brian, you're going to know who I'm talking about, but we have a client. Anytime we go to Wendy's, McDonald's, anywhere time we go eat fast food with this client, he grabs probably 50 napkins because he loves having napkins in the car. And I don't know if that's thrifty or if that's kind of – I don't know how to feel about that now after reading this article. Well, I have a couple friend that we go to – you know, we have a kind of a group that we go out to nice restaurants on a monthly basis – you know, one weekend a month we get babysitters and I'll go out to these nice restaurants. And in some of these nice restaurants, when you go in the bathrooms, they have, they're, they're not, the, the, it's like the paper towels are made out of cloth almost. They're really nice. I mean, they're made for you to use and then throw them in the trash to dry your hands. 
But she likes them so much that she will take handfuls every time, and she, it's almost a sport to her. I feel a little queasy about that, but she does that every month when we go to these nice restaurants. She takes those nice and then uses them at home somewhere around the house. I don't know what she's doing with these things, but it's her sport. So it, it kind of cracks me up. I don't, I don't consider her very frugal it's just kind of that's a that's a weird it's, habit she has yeah. more than being frugal <laughs> kleptomania <laughs> um it also i thought this one was kind of interesting this is complete taiwanish my wife would never go for this by the way but it says one couple i knew spent their anniversary at the hallmark store reading cards aloud to each other then they'd stroll back out hearts touched wallets not <laughs> if i if i suggested that to my wife and said hey let's go um this year anniversary let's um let's go out to eat and then, you know, after we get through going out to eat, let's go to the Hallmark store and read some cards to each other. She would tell me I am nuts. Probably want me to go get medicated. My, gr- my girlfriend would laugh in my face. And I hate saying that, but she would absolutely laugh in my face if I tried to pull that. Um, Let's see. Where's some other ones? Another one I read is that it says that there's this one lady, every time that she goes into a restaurant, she'll see if she can buy a gift card. Oh, yeah. And, I've uh, done this. And, and, and what happens is, is usually, and all through college, I was a waiter at Chili's. So I'm very familiar with people doing this. We would sell $25 gift cards for 20 bucks. But typically what restaurants will do is say you have to use it on your next visit. You can't use it. But this lady apparently has found places she can go in, buy a $25 gift card for 20 bucks, and then use it immediately. So she just took 5% off, you know, 5% off of her meal. I think that's kind of a genius. And I don't, I don't see anything ethically wrong with that. No, I actually do this the same process. There's a group of restaurants in downtown Atlanta called the Buckhead Diners Group. And it's got all these really nice restaurants. If you really want a good steak, you go to Chops. If you want some good fish... They, they've got Nava and all these other great restaurants. And we you, that's when we do this monthly dinners club that we go out. We typically go to these type of restaurants. And what I have figured out is that if you go on their website, a lot of times throughout the year they will have, if you have their refillable gift card, you know, you can, it's for, made for people giving gifts, a gift certificate. If you put $100 on this gift card, They'll give you $120. They give you 20% above and beyond what you put. So, and what's great about this, they're very, I, I, it scared me the first time I did it, but a lot of times on a, if you know you're going to this restaurant that night, like a Saturday night, you can buy the, you can refill your gift card through their website Saturday morning. And then usually that money is there by Saturday night. So you can keep refilling. So what I do, and the reason I do that is I know the meal's going to cost me a lot of money. And that troubles me. I I, I don't like, I mean, I love a good meal, but I don't like spending a lot of money on a good meal. But there's a part of me that kind of justifies it when I can order a beer or an appetizer and I know that it's being paid for by me putting, charging that money on there. So I'm sporting the system. So I thought that this was a great suggestion that she put it in there because I've done some of this stuff myself when we go to, I've never done it on, you know, a 20, a Chili's or something like, I think that's a great idea. I've done it more on the, the higher end type things because you can get a bigger margin. What's funny is when you think about the math of it, she, she also, when she buys the twenty the $25 gift card for $20, she buys it with her cash back credit card. And I think that's so funny because one thing that I do with all of my friends, whenever we go play a round of golf or if we all go out to a restaurant and we, you know, we're going to try to split up and pay, I always do this, never fails. I will put everything on my credit card and just have them give me cash because I know I'm getting that 2% cash back, and I do that every time. And I don't know. I just um, I think some people, their minds just work that way. Yeah, do, you, I, do you do that? Yeah, I think Bo ca- catches me. We go out and have breakfast, a Chick-fil-A biscuit from time to time, and I'm always – I sport the credit card because I have one credit card that gives me 3% at all um, – 
restaurants. Uh, you know, fast food. It's not just restaurants. It's just only fast food. It has to be kind of a fast food type establishment. And then I have a, a business credit card that gives me 3% at normal restaurants, not fast food. And then I have, you know, another credit card that gives me, it's the same one that does the fast foods, but it gives, it's one of the Chase cards. It does 3% at grocery stores and 3% at gas stations. So I will only use the cards that I know I'm getting more back on. I, I kind of sport the system that way. And I think, I, th you know, some people are against all credit cards, and I think that's fine. You know, I know that's a Dave Ramsey thing. But if you're a disciplined individual, you can sport the system to, to really put some money in your back pocket and maximize what you're getting. Um, you know, and it, I could go on and on about using new promise accounts, being cash back. Like we've talked, there are ways to definitely stretch your dollars, but did this, you know, did, you notice, did you notice in here that this lady, the gift card lady, it says that, um, even though this might sound pathologically stingy, they have accumulated enough money through, through saving this way that they own a private jet. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, um, that's, that's mind blowing to me. But I think that's pretty standard is that, that, I mean, I was just telling the other night we were talking about, um, I, I can't remember if it was around Ubo or somebody else, but I had a client at the previous firm I worked at who opened a, who had a, a packaging company, meaning they made the, the packaging for like Tyson chicken as well as grocery bags. They made plastic packaging. And the grandparents who started the company were uber, uber conservative with their money to the point that the children and the grandkids were trying to convince them to go on vacation or an anniversary and fly first class, they would not do it. <laughs> Meanwhile, the grandkids and the and the I mean, this I'm talking about definitely seven to eight figure wealth here, probably eight figure wealth um, would not spend the money. I mean, and that's that's that is the part that I will tell you. I consider myself a pretty frugal person, but there is a part of me that when I see somebody like that, that you know, and I guess it's that depression era yeah. where they won't spend money that I kind of cringe a little bit because I see their children and grandchildren they're going through it like water, but they. You know the parent, grandparents who made the money. They're just like, no, not going to spend a dime well, of this money. The article addresses that. The article said that tightwads. There, there's a there's a distinction between tightwads and frugal individuals. Tightwads feel guilty spending money, whereas frugal folks have fun saving. Yeah, and, and I, I think I think there's some truth in that. Yeah, I, I think I'm more on the frugal side, and Bo will pick on me. I think I, I've I've progressed. I started off in life as a tightwad. Because um, it, it, let me kind of get over here to this because I'll tell you my story on it. Is it said? Listen to this. It said for um, here it is. Merely classless was the boyfriend of a gal I'll call Chloe. Is that is Chloe, that? Chloe. Yeah. Yeah. He had her drive forty miles to his house, then took her out to KFC. He paid with a two-for-one coupon and made Chloe pay for her <laughs> half. And speaking of half, another woman was having a hard time with her less-than-generous beau. So they decided to try some therapy and split the cost. After a session that she paid for her up front, she asked him to pay his share. He refused. We talked about you most of the time, is what he said. <laughs> this is the same guy who she'd been dating on her 40th birthday, a day on which she suggested they pack a picnic and bring along a bottle of champagne. He said, no... Um, he said, let's wait for a special occasion. <laughs> so, I mean, th all these warning signs are going off that this guy is just a miserable guy to probably hang out with. But I can tell you back when I was in high school, I mean, that was a number, number of years ago, multiple decades ago. But it, um, I used to have, I, I called it, I had perfected the $7 date. Um, the $7 date consisted of we'd go to the dollar movies, so it would be, you know, two tickets, so it'd be $2. Which are an antiquated thing nowadays. I don't think there, I don't think there's such a thing as a dollar well, movie anymore. Well, back in my time, you had the dollar movie theaters, so $2 in movies, and then we'd go to Taco Bell, and at the time, I can remember Taco Bell had this crazy special where 
regular and soft tacos are like 59 cents a piece. So we could, um, you know, if she could have two tacos, I could have three tacos, and we'd basically unload about $3 on dinner. And then I would um, take her to Farmore. It's a, bill, it's a company that's now out of business, but at Farmore, they had kind of the movie-sized candy for a buck, and then you could get, they had Coke machines right out in the lobby that were 25-cent Cokes. So, um, and I guess this is one of those unethical, the line between ethical and unethical is that I would then, before we went to the dollar movies, we'd go into Farmore, get a box of candy, and then get two Cokes for, you know, 25 cents a piece. Right. That, if you add up everything I just told you, that's a $7 date. Yep. And um, God bless any woman that put up with me back in those tight wide days. Now, I've, that's where I started in life, and I think as I've kind of made more money and, and had a little more success... I've gone from being tightwadish to more frugal, where I, I sport getting a good deal, but it's not that, Bo will tell you, as I just already mentioned, I go to nice restaurants, you know, once a month with some couple friends. I love to travel. So I don't think I'm a complete tightwad, but I definitely think I'm frugal, because my philosophy is, is if I'm saving at least 20% of my income towards my future, and I'm giving generously to the organizations that I feel like you should give charitably to, after that... I'm okay with spending. I've kind of come to that comfort zone. And I think a lot of people, you have to look at that in your life and say, okay, you know, what do I need to do to get me on that auto path of, of success? But after I do that, is it, you can feel comfortable spending some money on some things. And that's kind of what I, I've justified within myself. As long as I'm saving and doing what I need to for the future, it's okay to, to, to kick up my, you know, I was about to say kick up my heels, but that's more <laughs> of a saying for, for the ladies that I use with clients, but it, it doesn't really pertain to me. But, um, What's some other ones on here, Bo? That I, I mean, there's a lot of them down there in that smaller well, side. I was gonna say, what it is is she she essentially had readers write in and say, "Hey, tell us, tell us your tight watch." thing. And, and guys, I'll I'll challenge you this: if any of you just have something that you think is unbelievably ingenious way to save money that is ethical, send us an email. Let us know about it because we're always looking for new ways. But you know, we we could read through some of the, one of these a very simple one that I, I've actually done before is you can sign up for email newsletters for, um, for a movie theater. And uh, if you have, like I have a couple of different email addresses, I have my business, my personal. Um, you can sign up on all your different email addresses and you get coupons sent to it. Mm-hmm. You get like a free popcorn, free refill, which I think is kind of a, kind of a genius thing. Or just signing up for the loyalty cards. You yep, know, the, yep. I, I know the movie theater we go to, I go with the same couples every week you know, or whenever, once a month whenever we go to the movies. And um, I'm the only one that uses a loyalty card. Then they're always shocked when I'm showing up with free popcorn or free Coke or even a free night at the movies. And it, it, I didn't do anything different than they did except for slap up this plastic loyalty Smoothie card. Smoothie King. We used to do that for Smoothie King yeah. almost every morning. Before, that's how tightwadish we are, is that <laughs> we realized what we were spending on Smoothie King smoothies. So we went and on eBay, bought a, a professional blender from a distressed business that had gone under. Um, got a professional veggie mix um, blender, and now we haven't bought a Smoothie King, poor Smoothie King down the street. We haven't bought, what has it been, probably six months? Six or seven, yeah. Because <laughs> we figured out we could just freeze the bananas and the strawberries. and So we, I, Bo and I sport this. You can tell. I think it's, it's, a, it's a fun thing. There was, I, there was one of them that hit so close to home with me, and it's because of where I'm at in my life. I just cannot stand being wasteful. If I ever go to a restaurant, I don't eat everything, I take my leftovers home and that's another meal. Well, this lady, she said that, I'm just going to read this verbatim. My kids love oatmeal, so when I saw a sale, <laughs> I got a year's worth of oatmeal for $5. However, it was the high fiber kind, and a wiser mother probably could have warned me, they got terrible diarrhea. So I thought, what am I going to do now? 
I was so cheap, I kept giving it to them for about a month because I thought maybe their bodies would adjust. <laughs> and I can say, I haven't done that before, but I have gone to the grocery store and saw something on sale, maybe like an off-brand cereal or something, or, or just something that wasn't quite right, but I bought it because it was such a good deal, and I will choke that stuff down until it's gone. Well, you told me, you said something a few weeks ago that kind of cracked me up. It's because, first of all, you eat those ramen noodles like oh. they're going out of style, <laughs> which can't be healthy, all the sodium content. But the other thing is, you said... The cereal was buy one, get one free. Oh so you load it up on a bunch of cereal. And then that's what you had for dinner for like two weeks straight. I still, I still, I will tell you that the time I went, I bought 12 boxes of cereal. <laughs> Dude, it was so but here's sick. what, now, so what <laughs> I do is, that's a weirdo. <laughs> every single morning I eat a, a two bowls of cereal for breakfast, but then I also, at night, if I don't feel like making anything, I'll eat cereal because, you know, I'm a God young, help your girlfriend I'm a young you. single guy and I can do this. So what's amazing is, so I go through milk so fast because I'm eating so much cereal. Every time I go to the grocery store to see, um, to see, <laughs> to buy a new thing of milk, I go to the cereal aisle. And every time, you know, either Kellogg's will have something, or, and, but I eat the healthy cereals. That's, I told myself, if I'm going to do this horribly unhealthy diet, uh, I'm going to make sure that I'm eating like the good harvest, you know, oat with nuts type cereals. I, I thought another one they had on here is it said, my husband, this is a little weird, but it said my husband videotaped the contractor <laughs> who cleaned our furnace so he could do it himself the following year by consulting his very own do-it-yourself video. What does the contractor think <laughs> when he shows up and this guy is videotaping the entire thing? I would think he's trying to, he's looking to for prevent lawsuit or, or do something. I don't know. That's, that's crazy. You know, you know how much money this will cost me? Uh, imagine if you videotape like some some job, like a plumber comes in, or like this this contractor comes in and cleans out the furnace, and you videotape it, and you think that you know Brian Preston, Mr. Financial Advisor, can all of a sudden put on his tool belt and be Mr. Handyman. I would have to spend so much money to fix myself trying to do it myself. Yeah, that's what. I, that's why I don't go to home improvement stores because I usually spend <laughs> 150 bucks on stuff that I'll never use. Um, I thought there was another one that's really good. This is awesome. If you're doing any home improvement projects around your house, listen up. This is a perfect one. Matter of fact, I'm about to have my front doors refinished, a new lock put on, because our it's just our, my, the mahogany doors are starting to look a little rough on the house, and we're getting new shutters put on. And I'm going to do this, but because this is workforce in the past. If you go buy appliances, you go put new carpet in your house, anything that's involving a home improvement. Um, this person suggested, and I've done this myself, it says if you go to your local post office, ask for an address change card. They'll also give you a Home Depot, Home Depot coupon um, for 10% off. So now we, you don't have to go to Home Depot without making a pit stop at the, the post office first. I thought that was great because actually there's a moving package. I know when I've gone to our post office, you just say I need a relocation kit. And they will have this whole package of coupons mm -hmm. that includes either Lowe's or Home Depot, and you can get 10% off your whole purchase order. Uh, brilliant, and you can save tons of money just by going into your post office and asking for that kit. Um, I thought it was kind of, Bo, did you see any other funny ones? Because then I was going to go through kind of the tips that they had the, here. The no, I think let's go to the beginner's guide. Um, I was looking because I get one of these things in here also mentioned the toilet paper. I had the guy who um, kept the, t he said her dad rationed toilet paper and kept the thermostat set to a frosty <laughs> 50 degrees in the New England winter. Um, but the money he saved allowed his three kids to go to college, the private colleges of their choice. I, that reminds me of my childhood. I kind of remember growing up, I didn't realize that Charmin toilet paper and some of the higher end <laughs> toilet papers existed until I got to college. Is because my mother, just 
I'm telling you, the stuff that the they one, buy is one ply cardboard it is stuff. To, I mean, it is sandpaper. <laughs> and the other thing is, is my wife has taught me that I didn't know growing up is, and we always had to be careful when my mom keeps our our children, is because she'll wash clothes. My mom buys when you go to Sam's Club or BJ's. She buys these detergents that, are, first of all, are no-name brand washing detergents that's in this powder. And I'm telling you, they will fade. They will turn a bright, crisp blue shirt, red shirt, anything with color, into an off-white color <laughs> within one wash. No kidding. And I didn't know this growing up, but my mother doesn't understand that, yes, you're getting cheap washing detergent, but you're also destroying your clothes. You just clothes. thought all your clothes were supposed to be that color, my, right? I mean, that's what my, I mean, it, it's just, but I have realized these are things you, growing up, and I think that's where I get my thriftiness from, is that I did grow up in a household, even though my parents... I mean, I don't come from any affluence. I mean, I had a school teacher as a mother and then a father that made the same salary as a school teacher. So you can you can you know, go off of those numbers and, you know, you can imagine what two, uh, two school teachers making together. Um, that That's kind of my household. So I grew up in kind of a thrifty household. And some of these things just crack me up when I read this because it does give me flashbacks to my childhood and how tight my family was with some of these things that... And it's still that way. My mom had, and by the way, she's retired now. And um, since my father's deceased, she's remarried um, to a man who's a retired military officer. So they have good pensions coming in. So money is not exactly where they're having trouble paying for groceries. And I, I was telling you, she still keeps the same habits because <laughs> whenever I go over this same toilet paper, same tight, you know, sandpaper toilet paper, and then my. Same um, laundry detergent. And then I'm telling you, every time they wash clothes for our children that, you know, if they spend the night over there, it is three colors you know, lighter than, than it was. So that, that stuff cracks me I'm, up. I'm definitely one of those thermostat Nazis, though. I um, In the summertime, I keep it as hot as I can, and, and, and my girlfriend will still come visit. And then in the wintertime, I just sleep in sweatpants and a hoodie every night. I try to keep it as cold as I can. Um, let's go through these tips, because I've got to close this show out, because I've got a, a lunch appointment. I'll go ahead and say it. Um, but it says, The Beginner's Guide to Cheap to Being Cheap. And it, I thought it was kind of interesting, because some of these things I just didn't know. Like it said, did, does anybody out there, did y'all know that if you separate your bananas, it'll keep them yellow longer? And that's because bananas produce ethylene. Is that is that correct? Ethylene, a gas that causes them to ripen, and separating the bunch can slow down that process. Who knew? The next one also... Seal lettuce in a Ziploc bag with a moistened paper towel to add to days of leafy goodness. I've heard of that one. I, I don't eat too much salad, so. Um, shake the excess water off of your disposable razor, then dip it in rubbing alcohol and store it in a dry place. Do not leave it in your shower. This will clean the blade, stave off rusting, and add weeks of shaving life. Good to know. It says flip your mattress and rotate it every three months to extend its lifespan. As for couch cushions, don't just flip them. Swap them one, one another so they don't become molds of your family's backs and butts. That might be a little, I mean, that's kind of extreme. Have the amount of soap and toothpaste, shampoo, and detergent you use. You probably won't notice a difference, and your clothes should feel just as fluffy with only a quarter of a dryer sheet. Who was in there cutting a dryer sheet? That's what I was, I'm just picturing some house mom cutting her dryer sheets into, into four pieces. Um, keep Unplug your dryer. That lint you see is from your clothes slowly being disintegrated by all the tumbling. It says stick with your gentle, friend, friendly um, clothesline. If you do use a dryer, zip up your metal zippers before they mug your other garments. So I guess that does make sense that your yep. zippers could you know, take the life off of your clothes. I would throw in, make sure that the detergent you're using isn't <laughs> deteriorating the value of your clothing, too, just upon my own experience. It says, scoop out the remaining bit of lipstick from the tube 
with a lip brush, you'll be surprised at how many applications remain. I don't know what that means. Yeah, that's, that's outside of us. But um, have the soles of your leather shoes lined with rubber to prevent them from wearing down. And don't wear them two days in a row. Leather shoes are susceptible to moisture and will last longer if you give them a day off. I, I don't, did not know that. Well, I, I'd heard that about, and that's why you always, if you're wearing nice shoes, I don't do this, I should, but when you wear nice shoes, you're also supposed to put the shoe horns in there right. and then give them that day off because it'll help them retain shape and then dry them out so that they do save healthy. But I don't understand. It says put that, line them with rubber. Where do you get rubber to put on the bottom of your shoes? I, I, don't, I don't get that completely. It says air your bar of soap before you using it many frugal uh, how do you say that Fru frugalistas I frugalistas the swear this will allow it to harden and last longer without affecting the, the lather now i guess that makes sense because we have a you know soap holder in my shower and i guess the soap does get a little soggy and it starts disintegrating when you're using it but i don't know what else did you want to throw in bo because i thought this was hilarious i would i would encourage anybody i don't know if we can go pull this up on the internet i'll have bo look to see if this is linked on the internet anywhere if it is We'll give you a link. Otherwise, you're going to have to go check out the May issue of Reader's Digest. Bo, you have anything you want to add? No, I think that hits it. Um, guys, thank you for bearing with us over these past... Uh, you can past tell we're a little delirious just from really, all the, the work, I think. Thank you guys for staying, you know, sticking with us. You know, Even though it's been about three weeks since our last show, we will get more regular. It's just this time of year is kind of crazy. And... Um, Thank you for, I hope, you've, I hope you've enjoyed this show because this is a very fun one. Hopefully you got some meat. If nothing else, maybe you learned how to save two or three bucks a month. Um, yeah, but th that's, the, that's the biggest thing. Like I said, next, if you're brand new to the show, we're going to get you some, some more in-depth investment advice as well as looking at the tax code. Um, my training and background is I am a certified public accountant, certified financial planner, and then a personal financial specialist, fee-only financial manager, wealth manager down here on the south side of Atlanta. And you guys have made this more successful than I ever could have imagined. And I just appreciate y'all being part of the Money Guy family. I truly, truly do. Thank you for the iTunes comments. Keep them coming. That keeps us in front of people so we can keep this thing going and keep the grassroots movement going as well um, to bring more financial independence to more people. So thanks for listening to the Money Guy Show. If you want to write us, you can write us at brian at money-guy.com. And then if you want to just go check out the show notes, you can go to money-guy.com. I'm your host, Brian Preston, with Bo Hansen, and we'll see you in about two weeks. The Money Guy podcast is hosted by Brian Preston, and Brian Preston is a partner with Preston and Cleveland Wealth Management. Preston and Cleveland Wealth Management is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Preston and Cleveland Wealth Management does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Money Guy podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.